Psalm 100, let's get that. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for those online that had to sit through that, but uh, just want to encourage you. These are good things for the church. Um, Psalm 100, the reason I want to start here is because this is the only psalm that has an entrance that, that talks about being thankful. Every other psalm starts out with uh, a trait of God, a character, the character of God, who God is. But this psalm right here, its title alone has to do with thankfulness. And it, it's, as we read through it, you'll see that it's, it's asking God's, in, in fact, inviting people to say, listen, I not only want, back when it was written to stay in context, I not only want the Jews, the chosen people to be thankful for me and to acknowledge me as God. I want the whole world. I want every nation. And that's, that's always been God's uh, desire, that all the nations would praise him, would thank him, would honor him. That's what we work toward. Uh, wouldn't it be awesome? I mean, really, stop and think of this. Wouldn't it be absolutely incredible if somehow... All these little communities considered at Mid-County, if all of a sudden we began to see our churches just fill up and people being very, very uh, thankful for God and acknowledging him, even if they didn't know him fully, it wouldn't be neat to see all of our churches. And then you have... Port Arthur and, 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 and Groves and, and Port Natchez and Nederland and then the outskirts of Bridge City and the outskirts of Boma and all these little communities. I think it would be incredible to kind of see all of that come together. Uh, and then I dream and I think, wow, wouldn't that be cool if all of a sudden that happened in Mid-County and the news caught on and all of a sudden people go, why are people, why are people all of a sudden going to church? I mean, we didn't have a tragedy in America. We didn't, we're not uh, having a terrible time in America. Things are pretty good. Why are these churches filling up? And it's because they were thankful that they knew there was a God in heaven. A God, again, that they don't know. Some people don't know a whole lot. But then I think, wouldn't that be awesome? That all these communities, I think you, you would, when the great awakenings came and the great revivals came early, early on, uh, you know, everybody in these major cities that had these great awakenings, these revivals, they uh, saw their crime rate go down and they saw their, uh, their jails become empty because people began to acknowledge that there is something bigger than us. There is God. And then they began to live the way of God. Well, in Psalm 100, this is an invitation that all people would come know God. Now, when you look at it, what you need to understand is when he says, come into my temple and come into my courts, it's, it's really, he said, uh, I want you to know that this chosen people, and now because Christ has come, it's us. That even though he says the temple, welcome to the temple and welcome to the courts, with this, we have to add on to it and we don't take it out of context. You understand in context, it was just the temple. It was the courts of the temple. Come on in. The chosen people, come on in. But then once Christ died, we have to add that that temple court opened up for us. That we can approach God, right? We can approach him boldly. And so God, through this, in the context said, come to the temple. But now for us, we have been, we have been given access to God. And what's this? When you see the temple, you have the outer courts. You know, we uh, uh, Jesse talked about that a while back, and we we have these outer courts and these different areas, and you walk in, and that's where the priests were, and then you had the holy of holies. And what he's saying now through this psalm is, enter my courts, 
And now he says, come on in, remember, to the Holy of Holies. You remember when Jesus died on the cross, ready? When he took his last breath, some of you may not remember or recall that the very first thing that happened after he, after he died is that what? The temple curtain split in two. And that was God's way of saying, all are welcome. So when we read this, we're looking at it from historical context that the Jews were welcome. But now when we read it, we had a bigger context that he says, hey, come on in. Uh, and when he ripped the, the temple open, he said, welcome to my very presence. Welcome that I am going to be in you. And so when he writes this, take it in context, but also take a look at uh, what God offers us. So Psalm 1, all right? Here goes this. It says, uh, shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Verse 3. And know that the Lord is God. The Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. And we are the people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. And his courts with praise. And give thanks to him. Bless his name. Verse 5. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. And his faithfulness to all generations. So in this psalm, when we take a look at it, remember you have to take a look at it from, he's saying enter, enter, enter his courts, but also he's talking to the Jewish people. But today, as we read this psalm, he's saying, man, you were granted total access to me. But the first thing he says is he says, shout joyfully to the Lord. And what you need to do is go back and read some psalms before that and read some psalms after that. Uh, It's really, it it more opens up about a, a character trait of God, like I said, or something that God has done or the greatness of God. But this is a, a pure invitation. It's the only psalm to have this title. That word shout uh, really in the Hebrew means it's a glad shout, you know? It's, uh, it would be as a king who uh, uh, the people are really happy about the king. And if the king is happy, what makes him happier is that the people are happy. All right? For me as a pastor, I'm happy when you're happy. When you grumble, which you don't, but when, when grumbling happens, I'm not happy, right? It, it causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. It causes, it causes this angst in my life that I go, oh, man, you know, uh, uh, I read a, uh, but then also I know that part of the leadership is uh, uh, that that's just part of being a leader. Uh, I am not a sports fan. Y'all know that except golf. But Nick uh, Saban was quoted as saying, if you want to make everybody happy, uh, don't be a leader, sell ice cream, all right? And I love that because you can't make everybody happy. But I do believe our Father in heaven wants his people to be happy, wants his people to be joyful. And, and so this shout is as if the king is coming in and people aren't 
going to the king and saying, uh, yay. You see, some people grew up that you go to church because, uh, well, you just want to make sure you're covered for the week. Does that make sense? If I go to church, well, I drank like crazy on Friday. I party like crazy on Saturday. Those used to be the, the, the days. And then they go to church and say, okay, I'm covered now because God could come down on me if I don't if I'm not good, that's not why you go to church. He wants you to go to church. He wants you to come. He wanted the Jews to come to the courts. And he wants you to come to this place that we call the church, which we are the church. And he wants you to do it because you're thankful. And you know that the courts are open. And you know that you can walk in here with any type of sin, with any type of struggle. And the acceptance is great. You stop and think about it and say, well, that's not that way it was in the temple. It was that way. Because when people came in to the temple and they were bringing their sacrifices, they were bringing their sacrifices knowing, watch this, knowing that the sacrifice that they were about to make was going to cover their sin and they could walk out thankful. There are people that walk out and say, man, I really needed it this week. Or people, I don't know what happened uh, last week. People said, people said, man, did you read my mail? Man, I got emails, okay? And I'm going, no, I didn't read your email. I, I don't know what's going on in your life. Maybe the Lord just says, I want you to walk out free. So as, as many people put it, you stepped on my toes. And I don't like stepping on toes. Uh, I'm not the person to step on toes. Our father steps on toes. So when he steps on it, then really when sometimes when he steps on our toes and we walk out during the week, we realize his, his grace is there, his mercy is there, and he, we're forgiving. He's very forgiving. And so we walk out, and actually, we're, we're happy about it. God really wants us. He says, shout, and that shout has a happiness to it. It's a glad shout. If you're with me, say, oh, yeah. So when you come in here, he wants you to be thankful, but also whenever you're just by yourself, he wants you to be thankful. So see, he, I'm shouting to God and I'm thankful. Well, I'm thankful for several different things. Like yesterday, yesterday, I shouted to God within my heart because it was cool weather and it was overcast. You go, you did? I did. I was so happy yesterday. I could walk outside, I could sit outside, and I, I could... Uh, um, I could have a, a, a glass of, of, of uh, wow, we got some things going on here, if y'all can stop that. Uh, we, uh, I had a, a, a glass or a cup of tea, and I had all these different things that, that I wanted, and I was cool. I didn't sweat. I wore shorts, and everybody else got their blankets on, and I'm going, this is wonderful. I was thankful. I walked in and said, hey, you know, uh, I, am, I am so thankful for this. Now, some of you aren't thankful. Some of you said, oh, Lord, here it comes. Uh, some of you, but your thankfulness comes to, uh, why don't you go get, uh, uh, yeah, uh, that the, uh, your thankfulness comes when summer comes. That's because you like, those of you who are big summer people, you, you, live, uh, you live close to the flame. You like the heat, right? And some of you go, no, I don't. Uh, so I, I want to uh, encourage you that uh, when you come here, you should be thankful for what you have. And you're thankful. You're happy. And God said, shout to joy. Listen. And then he said this. He said, uh, he said, shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth, all the nations. And so he says, this is an invitation for everyone. And then he said, serve the Lord with gladness. So I want you to know, shout and serve. 
So be thankful, be glad. But then he said, once you serve the Lord with gladness. Some people go to church and they don't like serving the Lord. Or they go, well, I got to go pay my, my time. I got to go hold a baby. I got to go vacuum a carpet. I got to go move a chair. And he said, listen, not only shout to God and be thankful, but serve him with a glad heart. Not only serve him, but serve whatever job you do with a glad heart because you have that job and it's from the Lord. And so I really want to encourage you that to be thankful as we enter this season of Thanksgiving that you would shout to the Lord, that you would serve the Lord. And then he says this. He says, come before him with joyful singing. Come before him. Some people go, oh, I don't. Some people really struggle with how people praise God in the church. That shows, honestly... Both ways. Some people will sit here and say, only a few people raise their hands. And they'll go, oh, the Spirit of God's not here. And I go, okay, you just showed me your Christian maturity. But then you have people that come in and they do the, the opposite, you know? They'll go, I can't believe. They're distracting. That shows your Christian immaturity. Praise is one way to worship God, but I want you to know uh, that... Uh, as we, we look at this, um, it's, it's also other ways that we worship God is that uh, we serve him, uh, we're kind to him, uh, we're uh, kind to other people through him, we help others out. And then uh, some of you say, well, I can't sing. I, mean, I have people, and that's okay. I'm, I'm, I know people who say, I'm going to come about 25 after the service starts because I don't want to sing. I just want to hear the message. Well, you're running from a, a mandate of God. I want you to sing praises. And then some of you go, I can't sing. I, I know some of you can't sing. I've stood beside you, okay? But here's the thing. God in heaven has auto-tune, okay? He hears just your heart. So whether you praise the Lord in a physical way or just standing there or whether you praise the Lord with your hand lifted high, your Christian maturity is leave each other alone. Let them praise in their own way. But God does ask you to praise and he asks you to sing to him. Some people sing under their breath. Some people sing in their mind. It's no business of yours how they sing or how they worship. Everybody with me? It's, it's so funny. It's still a battle in many churches, right? It really is. And it really ought to go away. So then he says, uh, know, uh, know that the Lord himself is God. Listen, you know what that is? That's a reminder. Everybody look right here. Do you know why you're here this morning? Now, some of you came because you're really thankful. Some of you came because this is what we do. I've been coming to church for years. Some of you came because you really love it here. It's good for you. It's good for your marriage. It's good for your situation. It feeds you during the week, gives you something to hold on to. Some of you are here because you really, really love Jesus. Some of you are here because your mama got you out of bed and you had to be here, right? But here's the thing. You're here and every time you're here is what he says in this hint. It says in this psalm. When he says Know the Lord himself, he is good. That is a reminder. The psalmist wrote, you need to remember that God is good. So this morning, you're here. And every time you step in and you hear a message or you step into a small group, you are there and you are there to be reminded of something that you probably already know, but you've forgotten, right? You've forgotten and we, we need to be very careful that we don't forget and understand that God is reminding us 
in this hymn, hey, listen, remember, I'm good. You may think it's a bad week for you, or you may think it's tough with all the COVID, and you may be sweating the, uh, the, the election, and you may be sweating, oh, our country. And, but let me tell you who's good. It's God. And maybe you need to be reminded he's good. He's so good. He's good like, man, he's so good. He's so good to me. And then he's like, good. It's like somebody gets out there and dances. You go, that's good, right? He's good, right? He's, uh, he's good with whoever he decides to put. You can vote all you want, but if you read the scripture, he puts kings in their places. So go and vote. It's your duty. It's a biblical. I mean, just do it. But guess what? While you press the button, don't go, hope, I hope, oh. Just press it and go, done my job. You're good, though. You're better than my vote. You're better than anything. You can do anything. He's good. He's good when you hear a song that was just timely on the radio. Right? You ever had that? It was timely. And he's so good, he could have made that song just for you and everybody else heard what was played by the DJ. Ah, he's good. Right? He can make washing machines last longer. Can he? He's good. Right? He can make refrigerators last longer. Everybody's telling you to get a new one. Then when, when we lived in a house and, and everybody said, man, that, uh, that air condition is going to go. You need to repair it. It's going to be gone in a year. I said, well, right now it's good. And I always thought, my father can make that thing run forever. I get to be reminded, he's good. And you know what? We lived there 10 years, never got a new air condition. Yeah. Right? But I did get a new sub, uh, golf clubs during that time. So... <laughs> Because he's good, all right? I mean, God is good to you. And then it says, it is he who made us and not ourselves. I want you to know, he's reminding us, it's he that made us. You know why that's so important here? Because we have self-esteem issues. And it doesn't matter whether you're 12, 15, 30, 40, or 60. We still deal with our self-concept. Except those who are very, very arrogant and have like one filling, and they leave them at home most days. Uh, this right here is that he's saying, I made you. I made you just the way you are. I made you how you are. And even though people don't accept how you are, even though they think you're different, you are different because I made you that way. I made you. Look at this. And we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. He was talking to the Jews, but now we are his people. And we are. Everybody take your Bibles and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Almost done. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Um, this is where Paul was writing to the uh, Corinthians. And in verse 14, he was talking about reconciliation and this difference between us being eternal and what we are around. It says this, 14. For the love of Christ controls us. You know why it controls us? Because if, we, if we're reminded that, that he loves us and we love him and that we are his... Then he controls us. Having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. We died in Christ if you came to know him. And he died for all. Why? So that they who live might no longer live for themselves. See, that's why you come to church. Because you go, oh, I'm so tired. Or I really just feel like I need a break. And, but if you really, I really believe this. If you really love God, there's going to be something inside of you that drags and pulls you out of bed. Because you love Christ so much. And you love it when you come there. Because as hard as it is to get up to come to church. Or to come to 
as hard it is for you to get out of your, your bed and with your PJs on and pour a cup of coffee and watch this, as hard as that is, there's something that calls you. And you know what that is? That's God. And you love him and you want to hear from him and you want to see his people. That's the greatness of God. Look at this. Why? Uh, so that they who live might longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh, even though we know Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, here it is. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. And when he said, we are his people, that's us. We have new things. We have new hope. Watch this. Everybody look right here. Look. The reason everybody commented about last week is we talked a little bit about judging. And the reason most people emailed me and said things to me and commented, why? I want to tell you why. Because there are people judging you. That's why it was such a big message. You know that there are things held against you that you made a mistake years ago and it doesn't matter. You walk around certain people and they have an air to them that they, they're always reminded of what you've done. But what you need to remember is to be thankful that God is good. Watch this. And God is good. And he'll take care of all those people. But you're a new creation. The old things passed away. See, God lets the old things pass away, but his people are terrible at it. The reason it touched you is not because I was this great orator. Let me why it touched you, because his words sprang out to you and said, when you start judging people, what? You're putting yourself in jeopardy. And you know that you're being judged too, right? And so that's why it, it got to you. Because God, watch this, reminded you of your newness to give everybody else a chance that their past is their past. If you're with me, say amen. Or if you're with me, say, oh, yeah. Well, I've trained y'all well. Y'all don't say amen anymore. That's good. No, I'm just kidding. All right, and then it says this, uh, and then I'll close. Enter his gates with praise. And remember, that's at temple access. In his courts with praise. And give thanks to him. And bless his name. Don't forget to thank him. So when the cool wind came, I mean, I was so thankful to the Lord. I just thought, oh, I really was, you know. Are you thankful for what you have? And so in the next few weeks, these elders are going to be talking to you about what thankful is next week. We'll hear about what, what, what is thankfulness, how to become thankful, and then how to be thankful for certain things, your family, how to be thankful for your friends. Because many of the times we're not. We don't think about that. But I have so much to be thankful for. We're walking through this season of being thankful. So be thankful. Have you ever uh, uh, called somebody? Uh, they called you and you're talking. And you enjoy that person. You're so relaxed. Uh, that at the end of the conversation. Uh, at the end of the conversation. You go, okay buddy. Alright, see you later man. Alright, love you babe. And you're talking to your buddy. Have you ever done that? I have. <laughs> yeah, I've had men tell me, hey, love you, babe. And I go, uh, one of my buddies said it. Uh, I said it to him. I said, love you, babe. See you later. And he goes, uh, nope. <laughs> you know, I go, oh, I'm sorry. But I felt real comfortable, you know, that I, and then afterward we had a great laugh. I know that we've done that before, you know. And, and then now, after those moments happen, 
I'm, I really tell people I love them. Uh, yesterday we visited with some people and had a great time with them. And, and at the end, I just said, hey, love y'all. And, uh, the, you know, it, 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 it's, I just wanted them to know I loved them. And some people take that well, but some people are going, oh, wait a minute. What? Guys can't say that. There are some men that I truly, truly love. And I'll just say, hey, I love you. And it makes you uncomfortable. You better get used to it because your father is pouring that love on you every day. And it's time to say, I love you back. Right? So my encouragement to you is to be so comfortable with the Lord that you could throw out, I love you. To be so comfortable with his people in this place to say, I love you, man. I really do. So, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to pray for us and we'll be dismissed. And I hope you guys have a great day. This week, your homework, ready? Those of you who are watching, every day, every day, evening, lunch, dinner, I want you to read Psalm 100, okay? And just see what happens to your heart every day. And just don't go, I mean, read it slow and know that he's saying you have access to me. Come on in. I'm going to love you and I want you to love me back. So Psalm 100 every day. Everybody got it? All right. All right. Father, we thank you so much for loving us. Oh, we thank you so much that we're invited into your presence, that your presence really lives in us. We're thankful for that. Thank you for making us. Thank you for being so good to us. And help us to be reminded this week of what we have to be thankful for, whether it be a smile of a grandchild or uh, a spouse passing by and you just reminded of your great love for them and your love for them, your child how you're proud for them. And I pray that, Father, you would help us to see all the things we have to be thankful for. And I thank you, Father. Thank you so much, Jesus, for taking care of our roof for us. Thank you for allowing us to give, uh, and we give it to you. Uh, thank you for your provision for us as a staff and for us as a church. You are a wonderful, good, incredible, awesome God. We pray this, and we believe it in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys have a great week, all right? Thanks for coming.